chapter ten of historical romance of the american negro by charles fowler this librivox recording is in the public domain mrs beulah lincoln and the girls leave buffalo for new orleans the journey to cleveland columbus cincinnati ohio voyage down the ohio to the mississippi arrival at new orleans met by old friends at the landing meeting with tom at the hospital the newspaper reports weeks and months had passed away during which my gallant tom had ridden incessantly from the hospital at new orleans and the two girls and myself had answered him it was now the winter of eighteen sixty four and tom was not yet well enough to get his discharge from the hospital much less to take the field i was beginning to tire of writing letters and things call for a change of scene and fresh air besides another stern winter was setting in and i thought i might get along better in another climate so i got the girls ready and we boarded the train for cleveland columbus and cincinnati ohio it was wonderful to see and feel how warmer the weather became as we got further south the icy fetters of winter relaxed their hold as we advanced and we were quite delighted with the hills and forests of the beautiful state of ohio all the way to cincinnati here we travelled over a great part of the city and called at the parsonage of the a m e church and visited the a m e church itself where tom and i were so happily married upon the evening the self-same day when we took our departure from riverside hall near louisville kentucky having seen a few of our dear friends here friends whose acquaintance we had made at the time of our marriage the girls and i escorted by some of those beloved acquaintances moved down to the public landing where we boarded the natchez for new orleans we took a fond leave of those dear souls and got on board and soon felt quite happy in our nice and cosy stateroom which the girls thought the most delightful little home they had ever been in at four p m whilst the bright and dazzling sun was still some distance above the horizon and after all the loud racket and wild confusion of the embarkation were over the last whistle was blown they drew in the gangplanks and we pushed out into the river ohio our hearts felt as light as feathers as the natchez ploughed out into midstream a thousand branches up above swollen with the recent rains having filled up the mighty and splendid ohio from bank to bank so that we seemed to be floating down a grand heaving fresh-water sea now indeed did we enjoy new life with a vim i told the girls how the first french owners and explorers named the ohio la belle riviere that is the beautiful river and it is the beautiful river still our eyes were quite enchanted with the endless hills on both sides all clothed with primeval forests up to their summits and coming down to the water's edge the girls were quite transported with the beautiful endless turns and windings and seemed to get no rest for the thousands of boats and barges and floating things of every shape and size rushing up and down the river day and night whistling and screaming and that without end 
it was a perfect delight for me to be once more on this river for nature is always fresh fair and enchanting but for my two daughters the whole scene was nothing but a succession of unending delights their feet and eyes had no rest and their tongues were never still it was more than i could do to answer all their questions i was quite delighted to see how the girls and several other nice children on the boat became acquainted and learned to love one another and this acquaintanceship and love seemed to grow upon them all from day to day as we advanced farther south indeed children are great people and they will have ways of their own and on on still flew the natchez whilst our glorious river increased with innumerable branches from the right and left till we reached the lower end of kentucky where the lands were more flat and uninteresting we made a call here or there and rushed down the stream again until at last our glorious ohio was swallowed up in the mississippi the father of waters i don't know how it is i suppose it is because i am a sensitive woman but our arrival in the mississippi river seemed to put a new soul into me that i am altogether unable to define like the far-travelled queen of sheba there seemed no more spirit left within me my first and grandest sensation arose no doubt from the fact that the reunion between my well-beloved tom and me was almost an accomplished fact because we were now both on the same river and the rapid natchez assisted by the mighty forces of the great rushing river would soon bring us face to face after several years of separation which looked to me like half a lifetime already then there was the mighty father of waters himself always majestic solemn and grand bearing your boat along upon his mighty bosom like a perfect fly and then we seemed to live our lives over again in our dear children and the two thoughtful contemplative girls were filled with a wonder that seemed to strike them dumb it was a truly wondrous sight especially for those passengers who had never been on the mighty father of waters before nor even seen his rushing waters oh the mississippi the mississippi how i thought and thought and thought again how my dear tom had battled on for many a day against the powerful rebel forts on this very river to clear uncle sam's way from the headwaters to the gulf of mexico it brought the tears to my eyes when i thought how my own tender husband had fought and bled on this very stream that the union one and all reunited might be restored to the nation at large how tom had fought and bled and almost died that the shackles might be knocked off the suffering slave and freedom reign all over the land from the lakes to the gulf thus i stood for many a long hour in my usual feeling womanish sentimental way watching the gathering and thundering waters over which the swift and beautiful natchez the floating palace of the mississippi hurried and bowled along like a thing of life and as we swept on past vicksburg and other places and that had long ago surrendered to the union armies i thought of lincoln's famous words president lincoln's the mississippi the father of waters flows once more annexed to the sea and in this way the joyous days and nights passed away on the rapid natchez whilst the passengers spent the time in any way they pleased reading talking and sleeping by day and dancing courting and lolling away the evening hours or looking lazily at the rushing waters of the great river attracted by the hilarity in the saloon my girls spent some time flirting and waltzing around with the other children on the boat nice harmless playmates whom i mentioned before 
indeed the girls were quite fortunate in having such nice girl companions for of all the curses on the face of the earth i think bad company is about the worst of all somehow or other this voyage down the mississippi and ohio seemed food for my health the complete want of domestic cares the fresh air on the open deck the happiness of the two children and all my delightful surroundings made me fat and rosy and the girls also indeed we were complimented on our appearance before we left the boat the rapid natchez flew along in and in due course the crescent city as new orleans is called arose upon our view and thrilled us with the utmost delight we drew up to the land place in due time and now followed one of those wild exciting scenes that usually take place when we come to the end of a grand journey and anticipate grand things in the immediate future no sooner had the gang-planks been thrown out but the usual rush for the shore and the usual rush on board took place at once cabs carriages and porters all were on hand as i had taken the precaution to communicate with those dear friends at whose house i lodged when i rescued my own dear mother mrs john b sutherland from slavery there were two of the self-same sweet ladies awaiting us on the wharf and signalling to us before we even came up to it whilst myself and the girls waved our handkerchiefs to them in reply but when the gang-planks were flung down between us and the shore the dear souls rushed on board and a scene of wild embracing kissing tears and laughter followed that it would be quite vain for me to describe in that brief and joyous meeting on the deck of the natchez we all experienced a lifetime of bliss with a terrible vim indeed did we all realize the truth of the thirteenth chapter of first corinthians wherein the great apostle of the gentiles dilates so eloquently on love not charity well the girls and i got all our traps together called for a cab when we all got in and drove for my cosy old quarters although i had only spent a week with that dear family on my last visit the attachment that had grown up between us was truly wonderful i had heard from them several times and they never never forgot my dear mother and me when we all reached the never-to-be-forgotten house with the cab we received another ovation at the door from those who had remained at home the grand welcome put the girls and me into the very best humour after we had heard and told each other's news the girls and myself walked forth to meet dear husband and father at the hospital our impatience was so great mine at least was that we did not seem able to live out this day unless we met with captain thomas lincoln of the union army in the south we soon reached the hospital where we were received with all that politeness tenderness and humanity that are so characteristic of doctors and nurses i told them at once who we were and they were very greatly astonished and delighted indeed to think that we had thus purposely travelled all the way from one extreme end of the united states to the other on a pilgrimage of love and devotion for husband and father as i told them that tom knew nothing about our coming i asked them to take us into a parlor and simply to announce to my husband that some friends had called to see him our attendants smiled with pleasure at the proposal and led us into one of the parlors of this beautiful hospital and we had not long to wait till we heard a heavy man coming clank clank clanking along on one crutch he sent me word that at first he used two but now he only required one of them when tom came to the door we three advanced to meet him and now followed a wild scene of tears laughter embracing and joy which my dear readers will understand far better than i am able to describe 
the wild heaving rushing waters of the mississippi were as nothing to this oh sweet is the pleasure after pain we seemed to live a whole lifetime of joy of the most elysian bliss while seated in that never-to-be-forgotten parlour thus hour after hour passed away till it was dinner-time but on this occasion tom's dinner and ours were served up in this parlour by this time the news had been well spread throughout the hospital and even into the city of new orleans that the children and i had come to see tom and no sooner had we got through with our dinner when the tide of visitors began doctors nurses with their lady and gentlemen friends from all quarters besides almost all the officials on the premises at least those who could get away from their duties to come and shake hands and speak a kind word to us three pilgrim travellers to their own hospital no doubt but a good deal of this interest arose from the high favour in which captain thomas lincoln had been held from the first and that in turn was greatly due to his well-known bravery on the field of battle and of fame then tom is of a tall commanding splendid personage and a perfect magnet among all comers we had intended to spend the afternoon in our own way but circumstances alter cases and the afternoon wore away with nothing at all but one round of introductions after another round till at last the first crowds began to die off as tea-time drew near and as the authorities at the hospital were very kind indeed and as we were still in that self-same parlour where we had spent the day as an additional favour to us for our tea was served up in the same place where we had had our dinner and so we all sat down our hearts overflowing with joy joy that found vent even in tears and filled our eyes out of gratitude to that good god who had thus allowed us all to meet again for his mercy endureth for ever one of the girls having said grace before meet we all fell to and had a most glorious repast of the very best that the hospital and the city of new orleans could produce as good news flies fast in a strange place especially where a good cause is under way we had no sooner got through with our most capital tea than the newspaper reporters began to arrive and those reporters were the politest gentlemen i ever saw in my life for they treated us with as much kindly interest as if we had all been acquainted for the last twenty years tom and i asked them to be seated whilst we had a brief consultation between ourselves this consultation was about my own coming to new orleans at a former time and releasing my own dear mother from slavery but as the bottom had already been knocked out of the peculiar institution as it was playfully called and what remained of it would soon pass away we did not consider that there was any risk to run and decided to tell the whole truth and give all the facts of the case to the reporters leaving it to their own discretion to say and do anything that they pleased themselves so the reporting gentlemen took their seats got out their notebooks and went to work writing down our depositions one and all first and last asking us questions which we answered with the greatest pleasure there was a good deal of amusement in the parlour that evening over the reporting business i suspect arising out of the slavery question and the whole of us being a lot of runaways in the meantime when all had left the girls and myself were completely worn out both in mind and body with travel fatigue and excitement tom saw us to the gate where we all took leave for the night after which we steered for our cosy lodgings and all got to bed as rapidly as possible for we were as tired and worn out as soldiers after a hard-fought field 
the children and i had a grand long sleep and came down late to breakfast there had been showers of warm rain in the early morning and the breezes that blew over new orleans were as well perfumed with the odor of southern flowers and vegetation as ever ladies boudoir was with the perfumes and colognes fresh-cut flowers in vases stood on the dining-room table and there were plenty of the fresh fruits of the sunny south which the family had brought in from the market in the early morning the girls seemed quite at sea amid so many tropical pleasures and my first-born exclaimed as she looked around and viewed the plants and flowers and shrubbery in every direction both in the house and out of it my goodness mamma the people have good times down here in dixie papa has a grand time in that fine hospital reading the latest news from the front and scenting the perfumery wafted from ten thousand flowers and shrubs i just envy him so much happiness yes said the youngest child and he is here all the time to which her elder sister rejoined oh my dear sister i wish that mamma and papa would stay here altogether and not go back to buffalo what said i in a great surprise don't you know that there are ten thousand serpents among the grasses and shrubs out in the woods don't you want to go back to our sweet little church on vine street in buffalo and don't you want to visit the gibsons at richmond hill once more oh yes mamma she replied i want to go back to class to the church on vine street buffalo and i want to dig up potatoes and pull down apples and peaches at richmond hill where those good gibsons live in western canada but resumed my oldest daughter you say mamma that there are ten thousand serpents in this part of the sunny south is that so yes i replied whilst i cut another orange in two there are more than ten thousand i suppose but take all the hundreds of species in the world there is not one species in a hundred that is poisonous at all and they will seldom or never sting anybody if one does not go in their way or trample on them in the woods they generally get out of the way but tell me my dear what makes you so fond of the south indeed mamma i can hardly tell unless it be that there is such a sweet and delicious feeling about all our surroundings here why the very winds themselves seem to be fond of blowing about in this place yes put in the younger the very winds are fond of blowing about in this place these latter remarks were heard by some of the family and guests and we all raised a loud laugh whilst the youngest added sister please pass me another of those small sweet oranges i don't see for the very life of me why we could not live in the state of louisiana and then mamma says the snakes are not very dangerous and we could be careful and look out for them oh yes rejoined her sister we could be careful and look out for them and would not the good lord himself protect us against them no doubt he would remarked the other if christianity can protect us against serpents about new orleans by this time we were in a great state of merriment over the two girls and rose from the breakfast-table as if we had been leaving a successful entertainment and walked out to see the garden after we had made the rounds of the garden and regaled our senses with all that was most delicious in the sunny south we came back to the house when a member of this good family placed before us on the sitting-room table one of the new orleans morning papers which contained the following article i think the good reporter who wrote this most grandiloquent article on myself family and connections must either have been drinking too much wine or else he is on the point of getting married i can account for such high praise in no other way but let us hear what he has got to say arrival of mrs thomas lincoln and her two daughters it is an old and true saying that wonders never cease and again we are reminded of the words used by paul against his enemies those who have turned the world upside down have come hither also 
we southern people after this need wonder no longer at the terrible war that the mighty north has brought about our ears there arrived in the port of new orleans yesterday the wife and two daughters of captain thomas lincoln an inmate of one of our hospitals a captain of colored troops promoted on the battlefield for bravery mrs lincoln is a perfect paragon among ladies and seemed to possess every accomplishment under the sun both mind and body she is only twenty-seven years of age and brought her children two well-grown girls along with her having travelled by rail from buffalo new york and from thence came on the natchez down the ohio and mississippi to new orleans their arrival was a great surprise to captain lincoln and all the high authorities at the hospital and a tremendous warm welcome was what they all received from all whom they met we ourselves heard of their arrival hurried up to the hospital met captain lincoln's wife and daughters in one of the parlors there and were very much impressed indeed by this entire happy family who appeared to us as fine as silk we found all four brimful of talk and intelligence mrs lincoln and the girls being expert hands on the piano whilst the girls have evidently had splendid opportunities of getting a first-class training in every way indeed the intelligence of the great north has not yet been told by one half we remember reading in the public papers some nine or ten years ago that this self-same captain thomas lincoln and miss beulah jackson now mrs lincoln made their escape from riverside hall kentucky and were married on the evening of the same day at cincinnati ohio tom lincoln as he used to be called was general manager at the old baronial residence and beulah went by the facetious name of the flower girl of riverside hall and beulah is the flower girl still mrs lincoln and the girls are very comfortably lodged at the house of some old friends where according to present appearances they will spend the winter a solace and a comfort to the brave husband and father who is slowly recovering from the wounds he received on the banks of the mississippi whilst heroically contending with the enemy up the river the happiness of this now reunited family and under such romantic circumstances taught us that the age of chivalry has not yet gone by we are all aware that this war sent by god himself for the downfall of slavery was begun in kansas transferred to south carolina and then spread over almost all the southern states it was the abolitionism of the north aided by the anger and high-strung temper of the south that blew up the flames of war and brought on the present state of things that we now see and there were not only men in the great abolition campaign but a few intrepid women also who travelled the northern states attended great meetings where they played and sang and even made most eloquent addresses to fire the great northern heart and thus these talented and warring women these deborahs of the great north were a mighty factor in blowing up the raging fires of abolitionism and driving the nation into war mrs thomas lincoln herself was one of those moving spirits and her great natural intelligence splendid training and good looks helped to put wind in her sails and to stir up the war spirit of the dominant north in every kind of way possible as slavery is almost dead and gone and what remains cannot exist much longer we must accept the entire situation with as good a grace as we can it can do no harm now to let the cat out of the bag and tell the whole truth we have shown that not only is captain thomas lincoln a brave man but his affectionate and beautiful wife is brave also and she proved it about ten years ago when she was only some seventeen years of age and came to this very city of new orleans and stole away her own handsome and accomplished mother 
out of one of the grandest houses here marched on board the new york steamer with her and conveyed her to buffalo new york by way of havana and new york city surely that was a great feat for a mere seventeen-year-old married woman or big schoolgirl if you prefer it to perform that is traveling all the way by rail to cincinnati then down the ohio and mississippi rivers and then braving the dangers of the gulf of mexico and the stormy north atlantic and all this to have her own beloved mother under the self-same roof with herself and she succeeded in the bargain we are informed that her mother formerly called harriet jackson was married some eight or nine years ago to mr john b sutherland of buffalo new york under all these altered circumstances we think that the right thing to do now is to accept of the changed situation with all the grace that we can turn over a new leaf and do all for our former slaves but now our freed brothers and sisters that lies in our power it is clearly the will of god that men should be free it will never do to talk about goods and chattels any longer if tom lincoln and beulah jackson had not left riverside hall in kentucky it is quite clear that had it not been for god and northern liberty we would never have seen such a splendid development of things as we now behold at the hospital which we have just visited that is a brave and well-trained soldier from the battlefield and a mother and two daughters that possess all the gifts and the graces that can ever be claimed by the mistress of the white house at washington and the queens and ladies of rank of europe with all our hearts we welcome our visitors to the crescent city of new orleans and desire to make a good impression on their hearts and minds trusting that their stay among us will be very pleasant indeed and may they ever be much in love with the sunny south End of chapter ten